Mahilig ka ba sa usaping agrikultura? Es usaping volunteerism. Kung interesado ka sa mga nabanggit namin, then you are definitely listening to the right podcast. I am Gio. And I am Lay. This, This is, is our cup, cup of, of coffee. coffee. Tara, Tara magkwentuhan tayo. What is magkwentuhan tayo all about ba? Tiboli farmers in South Cotabato have been growing Arabica coffee for as long as they can remember. To ensure fruitful harvest, tradisyon na nila ang pagtatanim kapag full moon at ang pakikipag-usap sa kalikasan. Mula sa planting, to harvesting, and to processing, lahat ng yan ay ginagawa ng Tiboli farmers para masiguradong consistent ang lasa at walang kapantayang quality ng kanilang kape. Tama yan, partner! Kaya napakahalaga rin na yung presyo na mabibenta ang kanilang mga produkto ay katumbas ng sipag at effort na binibigay nila. Kaya naman, napakaganda ng partnership ng Tiboli Community with the Dream Coffee. Well, what is Dream Coffee? The Dream Coffee is a social enterprise that began with the vision to fully maximize the yield of Arabica coffee plant farmers in the Tiboli Community in South Cotabato. For the buying prices to be worth it compared to the laborious processes the farmers do. Kaya naman today, we have a very special guest to kickstart magkwentuhan tayo's very first episode. And to share her story, let's have the Dream Coffee's founder and co-owner, Miss Larissa Hoson. Hi Gio! Hi Lay! Thank you so much for having me for the first episode of magkwentuhan tayo. Hello Hi, po. Miss Larissa. Thank you for being with us tonight. Nakakain yeah. na po ba kayo this evening? Oo, nakakain na. Busog na busog ako sa kinain ko. Pero sure ako na mas mabubusog yung mga listeners natin sa mga kwento natin today. How about did you have your morning coffee or afternoon coffee or your evening coffee? <laughs> Siguro ako mag-evening coffee ako. Ano, hindi na ako makakatulog noon. Pero yes. I definitely had my morning coffee today. Before we head with the questions that we're really interested to ask you, I guess we should start with how did you start with the dream coffee? Okay, so actually, medyo makahabang kwento yan, Gio, pero I'll try to tell you the short version. So it's, it's a business that I own. Um, like you mentioned, the model really follows a social enterprise. In the sense that we really pay our farmers, the ones who make the raw materials of the business, what's due to them. So this really started uh, because of my father. You mentioned Kanina that I am um, a co-owner or a co-founder and this is true because I work on the business with my dad. So my dad has been very involved in partnering with the rural community since he was in college. And siguro, um, growing up, talagang kinorganay yun with him in a way na pasan niya sa akin. Um, but I actually didn't work in anything related to agriculture or even agribusinesses when I was starting. I'm a journalist and graduate. And so my first job really had to do with writing and editing. After that, nag-move on ako to marketing. And when I was in my marketing job, my dad told me about these farmers in Tiboli. Sabi niya, talagang ang laki ng potential ng kape doon. Back then, I was just a very casual coffee drinker, you know. Um, you'll have a cup a day, and then kahit saan yan galing, basta magigising ka, okay na yon. Ganun ako uminom ng kape dati. Sabi niya, ang laki ng potential ng 
ng Arabica coffee nila doon na talagang parang wala masyadong buyer pero parang yung farmers kung tama yung presyo nainganyo sila talaga to harvest and not just harvest but actually plant more so he told me parang interested ka ba dito pwede ka gumawa ng brand that supports them etc etc and since may experience nga ako sa marketing sabi ko sure why not so literally nangyari to in um my dad has been doing the groundwork as early as 2016. Pumasok ako sa picture ng 2017. Literal, nagbigay siya sa akin ng sako ng green beans, green coffee beans. Sabi niya, okay, yan yung ibibenta natin. And I had not even seen a green coffee bean before. Kasi di ba yung coffee, pag nakikita natin sa mga coffee shops or pag bibili tayo, color brown na yan kasi na-roast na siya. So I was seeing this for the first time and I was like, ah, okay, ito pala yun. Um, and you know what? I really think that having this business, partnering with the community, it really feels very serendipitous to me. It feels very destined. Yung idea of the dream coffee came to me very quickly. I realized na parang, okay, if we're really gonna partner with this community in Teboli, they're part of a beautiful indigenous tribe that has such a rich history and culture. Kailangan yung kape nila should always reflect who they are and the vibrancy of, of their tribe and their culture. And that's how the Dream Coffee was born. So everything from yung kwento sa likod ng packaging, yung kulay ng packaging, yung itsura niya, we really wanted it to reflect the tribe. Uh, in 2017, nag-start lang kami parang mom and pop and the story lang parang bebenta lang kami sa mga uh, family members, sa mga friends. And nakakuha kami ng feedback na parang sobrang sarap. And I want to tell you na at the start yung roasting namin ng kape, hindi pa ganoon ka masyado uh, pulido. We were really just beginning. So parang bada-bada lang talaga kami. But even then, ang sarap na ng kape even though we did not know as much as we do now. When 2018 came, that's really when I realized, grabe, may potential to. Potential to earn for the farmers and even potential for me to really uh, take it up as a full-time job. So I left my marketing work and pursued this full-time. 2018 was also the year I really met uh, and spent time with the farmers, uh, really at the Bali. And doon na talaga nagbago yung buhay ko. Sabi ko, there is no turning back for me when I started spending time with the farmers, their families, when I experienced a glimpse of the hard work that goes into the coffee. Sabi ko, uh, this is my way of giving back to this industry na feeling ko talagang napag-iwanan na <laughs> ng bansa at ng mundo. But it is so part of who we are. Agriculture is so part of uh, of the Philippines and what it means to be a Filipino. Uh, at gusto ko din tulungan yung Philippines. Parang this was also my way of nation building. And so tuloy-tuloy na yun since then. Um, three years na since we were officially, we became an official business in 2018. Uh, every year, we try to improve in terms of how the coffee tastes. We always consider the feedback that we get from our consumers. And every year, we also try to increase the farmer selling prices. So, parang every year, in-improve namin yun. Kasi every year, then, talagang gumagaling sila sa process sila ng kape. And we want to reward them for that. Ang ganda ang father and daughter bonding naman po pala ang ginawa ninyo. <laughs> parang ganun na nga. And um, 
Ay, hindi ko alam kung may mga nakikinig na meron din sa uh, sariling mga family business. Iba din ang, ang family business. Talagang you, you have to consider your familial relation first and then your business relation second. Now, Miss Larissa, we know that you are working with the Tiboli community. And I guess, syempre, your your background, our background, we live in the urbanized cities, urban areas. How did you build their trust on you when it comes to this project? That is such an important question, Gio. Kasi I think marami sa atin. And I would speak for myself as someone who was really born and raised in the city. Wala talaga akong experience growing up na parang may farm yung family ko or marami akong nakikinala mga farmers or fisher folk. So, ang tendency usually, uh, again, speaking for myself, kung lumaki ka sa syudad, you received uh, a certain level of education, feeling mo, alam mo talaga lahat. You know, you will go to places na um, probably did not have as much access to information or resources as you. And you feel like, oh, sige, tutulong na kita. Ito lahat ng kailangan mong uh, alamin para maging successful ka din. And I was tempted to do that, to really go to Tiboli and just say, okay, ito yung game plan, uh, mga farmers, ito ang ating gagawin. I realized that when you come to a community, I read this from a book called The Moment of Lift by Melinda Gates. We think that communities have glasses that are half full or empty, and it is our job to fill those glasses. In reality, communities have their glasses full. What does that mean? They have their own mindset, they have their own perceptions, they have their own ways of thinking, their own ways of doing things. And for really you to achieve change, you have to first understand why they do certain things and why they are the way they are. And maybe you'll see while you're spending time with them that there are actually not a lot of things you have to change, just a few things, and that will actually do a great deal of help. And it will actually also impact their lives in, in, in a big way already. So key to that is really time. Said Kanina na, uh, you know, it is really important to spend time with the community. And uh, I think that was really what was so crucial in the relationship building process. I mentioned that even before we became a full-fledged business in 2018, there was a period of time when my father was just hanging out with the farmers and eventually when I was just spending time with them. I think nothing says you are worth investing in, like time. Of course, money will also speak a lot, no? and money will say, I will invest in you. And besides, honestly, money is easy to make. But time is the one thing now we're always losing. So sabi ko, okay, there's one thing na feeling ko, mararamdaman talaga nila that I am in this for the long haul. I am in this for the for for as long as they want me to work on this. That's really going to be time. So time meant going inside their houses and talking to them, sleeping in their homes, hiking with them, spending hours just talking and you know walking and letting them show their farms and what they know letting them teach me as opposed to just me teaching them and i think with this it was really a new culture na nasef sa sa amin sa mga magsasaka na of course we want them to advance in life and money is going to be so important 
in in doing that. But above all, we are not just a partnership na pera-pera lang. And I think that's what makes it a long-term and a steadfast kind of business because we know that we are here for each other. It really goes beyond money and that's I definitely agree with you po, Miss Larissa. You build the relationship with your clients, ika nga. And dapat lulubog ka sa masa o sa komunidad. So with that being said po, Miss Larissa, when you built the trust na po, ano naman po yung mga technology or mga modern harvesting practices and production techniques na natulong niyo po sa farmers? And ano naman po yung nakip nila na traditional practices? Again, interesting to, Leigh, kasi una, sa someone na hindi nga masyado exposed sa agriculture, ahala ko yung mga modern harvesting practices yung parang nakikita natin sa uh, internet and more developed countries na parang meron na silang geotagging, tapos meron ng parang, okay, papanoonin mo na lang, tapos yung um, meron ng infrared machine na magdadetect ng mga defects ng coffee. Akala ganun level of modern practices yung pwede kong i-extend sa mga farmers. Pero it has to start pala talagang from uh, the very basic way. So, these might not sound modern, but they are new uh, harvesting practices and post-processing practices that our farmers have learned to embrace and have really done a great deal when it comes to increasing their yield. So some of these new practices are one, picking ripe. So before they used to not do this, they would just, you know, okay, anytime, basta kape naman yan, meron naman yung um, coffee, meron siyang beans sa loob, sa loob ng cherry. So we will pick them anytime. But then when you pick ripe, uh, this actually does a great deal when it comes to, for example, uh, sustainable uh, farming practices. Uh, when you pick right, that means the next year you're going to be insured pa rin of a crop as opposed to strip harvesting na parang mas mababa yung chances na mag-grow pa yung seedling na yun or yung plant na yun the next year. We also now use machines like depulpers. So before, pag dinidepulp nila yung coffee or parang dinibreak nila yung coffee cherry to expose the seeds, they would just use whatever farming tools they have. As in very manual, like bayo, ibabayo lang nila yun. Uh, ngayon, meron na mga depulpers. Meron na rin mga dehullers. So, ito yung pagkatapos mag-dry ng bean, tapos covered na siya in parchment, kailangan mong ipasok sa dehuller para ma-break siya, ma-break yung parchment at lumabas na yung green coffee. So, meron na din mga dehuller, gumagamit na din sila nun. Sa drying process, gumagamit mo sila ng UV plastic as opposed to just cellophane or rice sack. Uh, mas okay yung UV plastic kasi mas gumibilis yung drying process. And siguro one uh, new, medyo modern technique is using a moisture meter. Ang hinahabol namin na moisture content is 12% MC. Before, meron kaming moisture meter. So yung moisture meter is um, like a very small machine that literally tells you kung ano na yung moisture content ng beans mo. Before that, farmers would actually just bite the coffee. Kasi kinakagat ng nila yung beans. Kasi parang, oh, siguro ano na to, 10%, siguro 15% na to. In fairness, they usually get it right. Um, pero siyempre, mas okay pa din na talagang eksakto yung hinahabol namin na moisture meter. 
Uh, so those are the new things that they have embraced so far, Lay. As for the old ones that they will still stick to, and I know you guys have heard of this also, nung time nga na nakausap natin si Sanon, who's one of our community managers at Tiboli. Uh, they will still plant in a full moon. Very important sa kanila yun. Feeling nila if they plant in a full moon, mas marami yung ma-yield ng harvest nila. Sometimes then, kung feeling nila parang Kunyari, may peste sa plants or kung ano-anong sakit, meron yung coffee plants. They will offer food to nature. Parang it's their way of saying, you know, we're here to take care of these plants. We're here to take care of nature. We do not mean harm. So they will still offer food. One thing that I noticed that they uh, still very much prefer is they would rather plant wildlings or wild seedlings versus yung mga seeds na pinaprovide ng Department of Agriculture o kaya ng isang partner NGO. So, I think mas gusto nila yung wildlings kasi syempre libre talagang these are seedlings that grow in the wild. Um, and I think they're also very careful about planting things that isn't from their land. You know, hindi siya galing mismo sa lupa nila. Uh, the thing is, when you use wildlings, they have they tend to have a very high mortality rate. So, for example, the farmer will plant about 1,000 seedlings and mga wildlings lahat yon. Siguro mga 600 lang yung survive. Seeds naman take longer, but we've seen na if you're using seeds and you're really following the right processes, they have very high chances of, sur- of survival. Uh, among all the farmers, we have about like 15 to 20 key farmers. Ito yung parang consistent sila nag-harvest. Siguro we've only had one or two farmers try seeds instead of wildlings. But those two farmers have been very successful in terms of let of, of in terms of mortality of their plants. Talagang nakit nila alive. And uh, they yield very, very good. They yield a very good amount of coffee year on year. So yun, ang nakikita din natin sa community, pag nakikita ng mga magsasaka na nag-work siya sa isang magsasaka, dun sila mas willing to try. So sabi ko, itong wildlings versus seeds, parang I can see that the seeds are better, but the farmers have to see that for themselves, for them to actually believe it and to implement it. Thank you po for sharing kung ano yung mga practices, modern man or traditional po, Miss Larissa. Ang magiging reaction ko na talaga when we were listening to Miss Larissa, yung iba pa nating um, na-attend na focus group discussions with this um, project. No? Wow na lang talaga yung masasabi ko when I learn about new things. Hindi ko pa siya imagine before na for as an engineer student from my perspective na what i can learn in school like right now i can apply pala when when i would conduct studies diba and that is a part of every endeavor which is learning and mr i would like to ask how was your learning curve because diba sabi niyo nga po you don't really have a background or a firm background in agriculture how was your experience learning these um, technical stuff and technical terms when it comes to creating coffee? Yeah, so <laughs> when I started doing this, I agree to make up ko no college. I think it's if meron kang technical knowledge from the beginning. Kasi it will save you a lot of time. 
you will know to ask the right questions instead of asking very broad questions, which is what I did in the beginning. And which I'm still doing now, to be honest. So, um, yes, I didn't really have a lot to start with. Um, but I knew there were some skills naman that I had na, uh, you know, not everyone else also would have in the, in the industry. So, I would like to think that I can market products well. I'm a person who is able to tell a good story. And I also have a kind of a creative brain. So, I'm able to share those stories in, in a way that will really get people to listen and to, to see what's going on. So, naisip ko, of course, uh, important na meron akong knowledge in agri. And eventually, I ended up taking an agribusiness master class that was provided for by the Philippine and Australian government through a partnership. But then, sabi ko din na okay lang naman sa akin na there are other people who have this level of expertise and I will just learn from them. Pero yung what I will bring into the table also also has to be as valuable as what the farmers are bringing into the table. In that regard, Gio, it was important for me to learn for sure. But I also have to remind myself that the reason then why I'm working on this is because I'm able to offer something that other people don't have to offer. Because if other people have it, then a business like this should have been done a long time ago already. So that's also one thing that I would like to leave to you guys and even listeners. Because sometimes we think that uh, I don't think that's true. There are things that hindi pa nagagawa. And if it comes to you, nakikita mo na, ah, parang wala pang ganito. Then, baka kasi ikaw talaga yung taong kailangan gumawa nun. So, yun yung naramdaman ko when creating the dream coffee. Na, um, <laughs> dapat ata, ako yung magsisimula nito. <laughs> How about you, Lay? When we're having our discussions, no? What was your reaction? Um, siguro, very na-engage ka no when you start to hear those agricultural terms how was your reaction ba actually tama ka Gio no sobrang engaging din kasi because Miss Larissa is actually very inspiring then like how you can talaga integrate agriculture especially indigenous practices na pwede siyang maging business hindi lang yung mga typical na ngayon na businesses na Pwede, pwede talaga. And once you think outside the box, kaya mong gawin. And if you believe na kaya mong gawin, eh talagang magagawa mo, di ba? Very inspiring naman yun, Lay, no? Kung kaya mong gawin, magagawa mo. Oo, simple lang. <laughs> Yan, tiwala lang sa sarili, no? Now, Ms. Larissa, moving on from the experience with the farmers, let's move on with the business side. As we all know, the coffee industry in the Philippines isn't really that colorful. How did you made your business framework to help affect the coffee industry and then also um, improve the view of the local coffee? So for this question, Gio, I'm the type of person because I want to provide context. So I'm going to be sharing some information that I hope will help our listeners understand um, the bigger picture when it comes to coffee here in the Philippines. So this information I'm sharing is from the International Coffee Organization. And siguro marami din sa mga listeners natin, no? mahilig umirim ng kape. And that is well supported because in terms talaga of countries that produce coffee, 
the Philippines is actually number four in consumption. So Pinoy's love their coffee. So sa buong mundo, when it comes to countries that are already producing coffee and can produce coffee, the Philippines is only bested by Brazil, by Indonesia, and by Ethiopia. But the Philippines is also a bit unique kasi kahit na sobrang dami tayo uh, mag-consume at uminom ng kape, for example, in 2020, 2021, we uh, consumed about 198,000 metric tons of coffee. Even then, yung production natin, medyo mababa compared to that amount of consumption. We only produce 15,000 metric tons of our own coffee. That means we're only producing 8% of what we consume. If we compare that to another country that's drinking a lot of coffee and producing coffee, like Indonesia, in the same period that I'm sharing with you, Indonesia produced about 726,000 metric tons of coffee. They consume 300,000 metric tons. So they have more than enough of their own Indonesian coffee to caffeinate their whole country. And they have more than enough coffee to share with the whole world. As opposed to satin, mahilig nga tayo sa, sa kape, hindi tayo nakaproduce ng sarili natin. So, what does this tell us about the industry? Number one, well, sure fact yun, Pinoy's love coffee. At yun talaga yung pinanggalingan ko when I was making the dream coffee. First, I had to make sure na may point to, ba? So, of course, important na farmers um, are able to produce it. But, of course, important then na may market. Kasi sayang naman if we're going to invest so much on what farmers are doing, supporting them, but no one's gonna be buying the crop. So I had to make sure that it was a commodity that was really um, worth supporting and that people were excited about. And in the country, coffee gets people really excited. However, we can also see no, na parang because there's such a low supply of Philippine coffee and a high demand for coffee in general, Ang nangyayari is Philippine coffee is sold at a premium. So, take my business, for example, the dream coffee. Uh, if you compare that to, let's say, Colombian Arabicas or Brazilian Arabicas, mas mahal yung the dream coffee. Kasi all those other countries can produce at such high volume. So, they can price their coffee cheaper. As opposed to us, mas maliit lang talaga yung yield namin. So, we have to price it higher. Ang, ang implications niyan is, Magkakaroon ka ng mga consumers who parang, for them, Philippine coffee is such a fine. Parang, oh my gosh, parang itong rare kasi konti lang talaga yung napoproduce nito. So, willing naman sila to pay a premium. Kaso lang, na-affect sila by traceability. So, what, does, what do I mean by that? You know, they're willing to pay a premium, but they can't really guarantee na nanggagaling to sa kung ano man ina-advertise ng brand na yun. So just last year, diba, nung at the start and at the height, actually, well, patuloy pa rin naman ang pandemia. Pero last year, we really saw na maraming nangyaring or nagawang quarantine businesses. So a lot of these businesses would sell coffee, nakalagay sa label, sa Gada Arabica. Pero kung talagang may alam ka sa coffee, makikita mo na, ay, parang hindi ito sa Sagada. In fact, parang hindi nga ito galing sa Pilipinas. So may mga nangyayaring mislabeling. Ah, kasi nga, ang hirap i-trace talaga kung saan talaga nagagaling yung coffee. And another thing that happens is yung mga farmers talagang gusto nila 
mag-compete with such low prices that are being offered uh, from other coffee-producing countries. So, hindi sila na-incentivize to follow good agricultural practices. Ang gagawin lang nila is, okay, ship harvest tayo, basta kung ano yung bare minimum, yun yung gagawin ko, total, mura lang naman sa akin to bibili. So, hindi na sila nakaka-produce ng coffee of good taste, so it also won't yield a high value. So, lahat na in-explain ko na ganito, para kasi siyang never-ending cycle. So, meron tayong mga Pinoy na naghahanap naman ng good coffee, pero hindi sila makahanap ng traceable coffee talaga sa Philippines. Meron tayong mga farmers na parang, okay, willing naman sila do uh, a good job when it comes to harvesting. Kaso lang, eh, ito lang yung in-offer sa kanila eh. So, bakit pa sila maghihirap kung ganito lang yung in-offer sa kanila? So, I took into account all of those gaps in the in the industry and I said, okay, you know, hindi naman malaki yung negosyo ko, hindi naman malaki yung ginagawa namin, but it's a start. You know, it's a drop in the ocean, but it's still a drop. So the, those were the gaps that I really wanted to fix in 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 everything that I shared with you, Sabina. So one is we're seeing that there are really consumers who want traceable coffee. And that's why for me, direct trade was super important. So if you look at the green coffee in any of our packaging, you will see there it's direct trade Arabica. What does that mean? One, uh, we literally, we have community mar- uh, managers who go uh, to the farmer's sitios or the, far- the farmer's villages. Kung ano yung inani ni farmer, bayad kagad. So kahit anong form yan, kahit na coffee cherry, coffee na may uh, parchment, or however way they want to contribute in the farming process or in the harvesting and post-harvesting process, babayaran sila doon. So that ensures for the consumer na traceable talaga to, we have a list, a literal list of all the farmers who have participated in every harvest season. And it's also so good for the farmers. Why? Kasi talagang literally, they're earning exactly what they should get for the amount that they have harvested. They don't have to spend for logistics. They don't have to spend for equipment. Uh, all of these are being supported by us um, in the best capacity that we can. So key also to our business model is partnering with government and partnering with NGOs uh, to support farmers with um, with the things that they need to make their harvest more efficient. So kasama dyan yung mga equipment, kasama din dyan yung training or education when it comes to harvest and post-harvest. Kasama dyan ang, you know, even seminars on like financial bookkeeping and, you know, really how to maintain your finances and have good records. And NGOs and governments are willing to support them kasi they see na may guaranteed buyer to mga farmers na to because of the dream policy. So, in a way, the business that uh, we have really just connects all of those gaps that I mentioned before. Um, and I think that's what was very important for me in developing the framework. You know, I didn't want it to be like anything else because I wanted to make sure that talagang may effect to una-una sa mga buhay na magsasaka. And I also wanted to do my part in elevating the Philippine coffee industry and really allowing Sinoy's to taste that oh my gosh, ganitong pwede kasarap ang kaping Pilipino. O oh, ayun. Thank you for sharing po, no? Sobrang ganda po pala nang na-build yung framework from planning. And of course, saying na 
ma-ensure na merong consumers, no? With that being said po na sinabi niyo po na maraming Pilipino talaga ang mahilig sa kape at talagang umiinom hanggang sa magpalpitate. Parang ako po. <laughs> And I bet yung mga listeners, ganun din. Nako. Parang mga college student ata yun. <laughs> Oo, pulling an all-nighter, no? Talagang kape is live. So, yan. Let's venture to the sales part. So, mas mahirap po ba na ibenta yung coffee grounds versus cold brew or yung mga instant coffee na talagang competitor ng mga local production ng coffee kasi mahilig ang mga Pinoy dun sa ano ne, sa instant coffee, di ba po? Yes, correct. So, um, actually, I, I'm not sure when this podcast will be released. Uh, but then, sometime in October, we're also launching um, our own form of instant coffee. So it's not really instant coffee in the sense that parang powdered chat, tapos matutunaw na siya sa coffee. But I would think of it like a transition product if you're an instant coffee drinker and you want to get into kunare, brewing your own coffee, this would be the middle product for you. So I would say because probably of the market that we speak to, it's still really our beans that uh, are being sold the best. That's still our best SKU. I think because um, also last year there we saw a, a rise in home brewers and people who just wanted to make their own coffee at home. That's the people that we're speaking to. So that's why beans do very very well for us. Uh, in terms of cold brews. Our naging strategy namin here is really to target it more for businesses. So we have businesses that purchase our cold brews in bulk, and they serve it alongside their food. So yun yung baked goods nila or kung mga savory treats nila na bagay sa kape. And so we allow them naman to do that. Because yung cold brew, although there's a good market for it, parang tingi tingi pa rin yung bilin niya, you know, no one, no one household's gonna buy like twenty bottles for one week, medyo oye yon. So at the most, someone will buy probably five. Um, pero of course, mas okay kung mas malaki yung benta. And we see that in how people are buying beans. They're buying a lot because siguro they want to make a lot of coffee per per day or per week. And um, we also have distributors who buy it in bulk. Pag-usapan din like there is Uh, division between those who like to drink instant coffee and then those who want to venture out towards the like the artisan or brewing their own coffee. Magkaiba sila. And as for me, no, like with my experience with coffee, I'd like to um, drink like authentic coffee. Like, hindi lang siya yung mapait na sabi na, oh, that's coffee. But what real coffee really tastes like is there is an aftertaste and para bang kinakagat niya rin yung dila mo with its distinct taste and that's what I'm actually looking for with coffee and you know as a normal human as a normal person the the coffee that I usually just drink is instant coffee or when I have time and I've got to um, buy some you know coffee grounds to brew dun lang ako nakapag nakainom ng like brewed coffee and Brewing coffee like lasts for a couple of minutes, and for someone uh, busy, siguro may listeners that are busy and would like to drink coffee, siguro they would just opt for an instant coffee. Or um, what what most of us do is go to coffee shops like um, you know the green, the brown brands. Also, kapag isipin natin na 
brewed coffee ah those, that would be the some places lang na nasikat yung coffee like since I'm living in Laguna I know siguro sa Batangas with their Barako coffee and not naka-excited sinabi ni Miss Larissa na they're having this like the middle between um brewing your own coffee and buying a ready-made cold brew Oo nga eh, na-excite ako and I feel like ngayon pa lang, sold na. So, Miss Larissa, baka naman pwedeng pa-reserve na po. <laughs> Ay, sure. Papatikim ko talaga to sa mga magkwentuhan tayo at lakbayan ni volunteers. <laughs> Ayan, bet po namin yan since mahilig po halos lahat sa amin sa kape and talagang need po ng mga college students yan ngayon. <laughs> Yung necessity yung coffee, no? Moving on with our last question. Since napapatagal tayo dito, masyado tayong nage-enjoy. <laughs> If we only had infinite time, no? Mr. so what is your message or advice to the youth to help spread awareness about the Tibuli community? You know, the youth, I think, who... I just believe in young people so much. Parang, I'm the type of person pag sinabi ng isang bata sa akin na cool yan, talagang umaniniwala ako na cool yan. And I just know that you guys are like the drivers um, of the future. Every time I see a young person and I see their interests and how willing they are to do stuff for the nation, for, you know, marginalized communities, I really feel like, my gosh, the world is going to be such a better place when we leave it to our young people. And so I think for you guys, there's just so much power in exactly that, in exploration and in word of mouth. So if there is a business that you guys see and, you know, take the time to ask that business, parang, paano nyo ba nag-guarantee na, ano to, 100% Philippine-made, pwede naman 100% Philippine-made, pero, you know, they're paying their, their, for their raw materials um, na sobrang-sobrang muda. na hindi na equitable yung mga prices na yun. Pwede din yun. So you can ask businesses, how are you ensuring that um, uh, your products are traceable, that it's really impacting this community that you say you're you're partnering with? Um, ask questions, do that exploration. And if you find a product that you really love and you feel like they have a good advocacy and they're not just, and they're also walking their talk, then by all means, share that. A lot of the information and um, a lot of the referrals I've gotten because of Dream Coffee, people who have stumbled upon the business, stumbled upon this because someone told them about it. And I'm so grateful for every person that willingly and took their time to share about what they do with another person. Because that's the only way talaga this community grows. And I'd really like to think, and I always tell our farmers that, you know, we have to be proud of ourselves, of what we're able to produce and the hard work that we put into our our coffee. But we also have to thank our consumers, because if not for them, we won't be able to buy it. So, ayun. So, that's really my advice to you. Uh, do that exploration, you know, we're all online anyway, so take the time to ask questions about businesses who you want to support. And if you feel like they're worth supporting, tell people about them. Ayun, very inspiring po. And talagang, mas lalo akong na-engage to 
venture and explore more kung paano ma mas ma-bridge ang um, entrepreneurship and of course agriculture. Yun ang lay na sabi mo na nga yung word na entrepreneurship and ako naman no aside from the science, the physics and math na inaaral ko araw-araw like it could be my breakfast, lunch and dinner. No, very interested din ako dun sa entrepreneurship and part of entrepreneurship is being a leader and being a leader means being responsible. If we can add another word with the word responsibility and that is social responsibility that you know Miss Larissa and her team and the Gym Coffee is really doing their part in contributing to nation building through their social responsibility. You know, and with that, I would like to thank Miss Larissa from the bottom of our hearts. Naging fruitful experiences natin with her, with Mangsanon. And aside from the experience are the stories, um, you know, dadalhin natin until the time comes na tayo naman. It's our time na tayo naman ang uh, gagawa ng similar projects like this. Ayun. Thank you so much po talaga, Miss Larissa, for giving us your time and of course, your knowledge on the business. Thank you then guys. It was really a fun conversation. Thank you for listening. At sana talagang ano, nakinig din yung mga listeners natin hanggang matapos tayo. I'm sure tinapos po nila to dahil sobrang informative and ang dami talaga nilang matututunan. No? So ikaw ba Gio, anong main takeaway mo from today's episode? I would just say that what I've learned from our discussion was complex kasi hindi lang naman Aside from sharing Miss Larissa's story about how did she started, as the, as as her story goes on, na pasok dun yung how did she learn herself how to um, make the coffee, then the business side like how they tried to um, improve and then how they tried to sell their product para sa aten and para sa mga listeners natin na nagbabalak na gumawa ng ganitong endeavor. Expect that it would be complex. But, it would be fun. And with that fun, nandun yung mga experiences and stories. And then, the dream that we would be achieving by doing these endeavors, di ba? Hindi lang naman yung dream natin to be better individuals. The dream of other people that we're also helping to, you know, to be made, to be fulfilled. And I hope na- na-inspire yung mga listeners natin with our discussion ngayong gabi with our podcast, with our first episode. How about you, Leigh? Oh naman, of course, ang main takeaway ko dito is yung stereotype na walang kikitain sa agriculture or sa business-related na agriculture, eh hindi totoo. And isang living proof po dito ay si Ms. Larissa, of course, na lubog pa sa indigenous people ang kanyang dinayo, di ba? So, kaya natin mag-produce and kaya natin makapag-kompetensya sa ibang agricultural commodities or products. Kailangan lang natin suportahan ang ating mga lokal na farmers, di ba? Oo naman, no? Siyempre, there would be people na doing the work And of course, there would be those supporting the work being done. And I hope you learned something new with our first episode of Magkwentuhan Tayo. 
what should we look forward for the next episode, Lay? Actually, for the next episode naman, we will be talking about youth and agriculture, why take up agriculture, and what can we do to help farmers. And of course, marami pa. So stay tuned for the next episode. Once again, I am Lay. And I am Gio. And, and this, this is, is our cup of coffee. Magkwentuhan tayo ulit next time. This podcast is brought to you by Isaac and UPLB's Lakbayani Project. An immersive opportunity for Filipino youth who want to create globally aligned impact in local communities, neighborhoods, and organizations that address any of the United Nations' 17 Sustainable Development Goals.